I don't want to get into it. And ain't nobody gonna stop me. Front yard both times. <laughs> Fucking bath towel boy over here. <laughs> uh, well, podcast people, the beautiful world listening to Untamed Entertainment. Um, got your boy Be Nasty. I am here with Janie Hannon Curl. She is uh, one of the best-selling booksellers on Amazon. She's been on the top 20. Uh, her book is Valuable for the Elf Queen. Uh, she's been writing for a little while. And, uh, yeah, she's been on this for a little while now, making pretty good money, pretty good profit. So we'll kind of get yeah, into right that. right under J.M. Curl. J.M. J.M. Curl. Nice. That's right. I knew that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. So it's a, you know, fantasy romance novel. It, uh, you know, she's been, she's been doing this for a little while and, you know, things kind of uh, paid off lately or kind of book been blowing up. I mean, we don't want to get too much into the profit numbers over here, but uh, you know, it's been uh, pretty good. I mean, if you're on the Amazon, you know, top 20 list, then you know your book's probably doing pretty well, so I'll let you guys figure that out, that that number. So, so Jano, uh, also my sister, I might add. So this should be a, should be a pretty good podcast. So, um, <clears throat> with that being said, with all of you know this recent success and everything, which proud of you by the way, and that's super cool. I mean, it takes uh, you know it takes a while to to get there and. You know, I, I guess let's take the take the viewers and you know the listeners back a little bit to kind of where you started with, you know, maybe uh, maybe starting off like where you want, you know, when you started to write books. And I know you were into like uh, you know going to those classes back in the day, and you know, kind of going to those book writing classes all the time. And back when you were, you know you were kind of figuring things out, kind of I guess let everyone kind of know where your beginnings were and kind of what you started and what your mindset was and then where it is now. Okay. So I started, uh, well, I, I want to start with saying I used to not like reading, but when yeah, I became a yeah, library same. aide, I, I still don't, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I became a library aide, a uh, senior year of high school. And then, uh, I discovered I actually liked reading books cause I got bored and there's nothing to do, so I started reading books. And it, you know, it started with the the fantasy, the paranormal, the vampires, dragons, all that stuff. And then uh, I was like, you know, I could probably do this. So mm -hmm. I started writing books, and I wrote my first book. It was like in three months, and it was long, and it was a mess. Uh, it was it was three, the first book. <laughs> three months. How come you uh, how come you wanted to get it out so quick, or did you just did you well, just write it? <clears throat> oh, okay. You just thought it was like, hey, this is it. This is well, the book. I just graduated high school. I had no plans to go to college. Uh, I didn't think I had a job, and I just sat in the office and wrote my book because that's what I wanted to do. And then, uh, you know, reality hit, and everybody's like, oh, well, nobody makes money writing books. You got to get a job. You got to get a job. You know, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. I, just, I just want to write books. That's like, that's all I want to do. And they're like, well, you need a, a real job. And so that's kind of where the, the negative mindset started because nobody believed in it. Nobody's like, you can't make money. Yeah. You know, authors don't make money. Da -da. And I was like, okay, well, then I just kind of started to doubt and it just kind of became a hobby. 
I'll just write books. You know, I did in my classes. I go to my writer's group. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah, writer's like group fun. is what it's called. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was like a critique group. So I'd go, I think it was every Wednesday, you bring a chapter and everyone critiques it, whatever. But Yeah, how did you find that group? Is that just online? I mean, guess. Um, I Jeanette guess told me about it. Okay. Yeah, 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 Jeanette, yeah. Sarah's. I, I guess I'm just asking for. I guess if there's listeners out there who want to get into some sort of group, I'm sure there's groups online now, but there's a lot of groups online now, but Facebook groups or whatever. But back then, I don't. Facebook wasn't even a thing. Yeah, because that was 2006. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but nice. So so you're you know you're going to these groups. You wrote. So you went, you wrote your first book and then you went to these groups, right? And yeah. Okay. And, and then, they basically told me it was trash and I needed to keep working. And so <laughs> I started another book. Yeah. <laughs> started another book and, you know, got better. And then I wrote another book and still had to get better. I mean, I don't think people realize how much work it is to get good at writing fiction. Oh, I'm I'm sure it's good. I mean, as a, I mean, I'm I'm good at you know grammar, but when it comes to like writing, I always got C's in English all the time, and I'm like, I speak it, but then I mean, it's not even about it's about <clears throat> writing a captivating story, um, showing versus telling. <clears throat> yeah, you know, that's sentence structure, prose. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Characters, world building. Right. And I, I, you know, we're, we're a lot alike on a lot of different levels, but I think that's, you know, I mean, I guess I could be a writer. I don't know. I never really tried. I never really felt like a big passion towards it, but that's one thing that I feel like I'm better at is not better than you, but I'm just saying like better than writing as better like speaking or, you know, empowering people with my words rather than through like a a written story or something. And because I believe me, I've tried to, you know, write some stuff. I'll even write some stuff down, you know, even if I want to make, maybe not like a speech, but uh, say, you know, I want to write something or, or make a TikTok or whatever. Like I'll write some stuff down, like just some points. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. I'm not going to say that, but I know what I'm going to say in my mind, but I just write down, you know, some like key points and be like, well, that sounds dumb. I'll fix it as I go. And then I talk and then, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't know if it's how I speak or, you know, if it's the things that I say or if I just, you know, relate to people in a certain way or what I do, but it, it seems to work. I mean, I wouldn't say this unless it happened, you know, quite a bit in daily life or, you know, throughout my life, but just, you know, making feel people feel empowered or building people up or, or whatever. But I mean, I, I guess I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I know how it is to write and how difficult that is because I'm terrible at it. I'm a better speaker than writing. And, yeah, I'm the opposite. Right, and so but it takes a lot, a lot of editing too. So I mean, you like to. De- it sounds like you'd like to discover it as you go, which yeah is also a method of writing. You can plot it, or you can discover it. They call it plotting or pantsing. You just fly by the seat of your pants. Is that what you but, like to do with your books? How do you how do you write your books? I guess, or I, I guess how do you? I used to just is that how you discover. But it leads to a lot of problems. <clears throat> Just because if you haven't thought it out well enough, then you're like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Thought. Or it doesn't fit with the beginning. Or 
Oh, okay. If he hasn't thought what, like your your storyline or your plot, or I mean, yeah, it could be anything. So it's like uh, with my Rise book, my first one that I published. So first, I had these magic users, and then I had people who don't have magic, and they were at war. And then the magic, the people who don't have magic, ruled over the people with the powerful magic. So it's like, well, that doesn't make sense because why wouldn't the powerful magic people rule over? the people who don't have magic. So I had to come up with, okay, there's got to be rules to this magic system. What weakness do they have? It's kind of like Superman. Okay. Yeah. They got to have a weakness. Yeah. Yeah, But if I didn't, I didn't plan that out when I wrote it, I had to go back. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense then. Okay. Yeah. You got to have a lot of, you got to think through a lot of, you know, maybe not even like the whole story, but just like about those certain characters or, you know, certain that war, whatever, between the two, you got to have like all the ins and outs thought of. Otherwise people will pick apart your book. Yeah. Because it has to make logical sense. If you're building a whole new world, it has to make logical sense still, even if it's fantasy, because yeah, it still has to make sense. You know, people still got to relate. Yeah. Makes sense. Especially when there's power struggles. It's like, well, you know? Yeah. And that, right. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I guess that's just trial and error, right? Just going through on, on that. So that, when did you figure that out? Is that your second book you said? So I that was my first book and I, while I was editing it, I figured that out. So I'm like, well, I mean, there's rules to every world. So if you're creating a new world, it's like, well, why aren't these, uh, people, overpowering the other people so i had to figure out instead of changing it the whole story i had to figure out why they didn't so i added in something called kairun at the time which was a metal that took away their magic which made them only human oh, there's okay. less of them so anyways that's that's how i figured that out but it's like if you don't plot and that would be part of plotting is figuring out all those little things then you have to do it in editing which can take longer <clears throat> Okay. I mean, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's honestly, that's a good lesson for life too, but you know, kind of think. Well, yeah, of, if you don't think things out, then you learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. People love learning the hard way. I mean, but sometimes you also just got to take a leap, you know, like, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to figure it out as I go. All right. So, so I mean, that brings up a good point. So you were saying that you wrote eight books before you know you got to where you're at now yeah my ninth book is my bestseller book so i wrote eight books before i was like i need to sit back and think about why my other books aren't big sellers yeah and i guess take it yeah take us through the thought process a little bit on maybe not every book but just you know pretty good general general generalization yeah well, it's just kind of another mindset thing. So I'm in this group called 20 Books to 50K, and it's which where I learned about indie indie book publishing, which is what we call self-publishing. But um, they say, oh, to make 50000 a year, you got to write 20 books. And so I was just like, okay, I need to write as fast as I can. So I got to write, you know, 20 books before I'm going to make 50K a year. And so I think um, that was another kind of, 
lacking mindset because I'm like, okay, I just got to ride them as fast as I can. Well, I got my little kids, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom with the kids. I can't yeah. be pumping books out like crazy. So, and I also think that they lacked uh, the work that they needed when I trying to ride them too fast. So I put them out before they were probably ready. But, okay. um, so I and got to. Did you know that books. at the time that they weren't ready? Did you have like a hunch or anything? Or was that just kind of a. With one of them, I was like, I don't know if it's ready, but I already had it up for pre order. People were. You know, some people are waiting on it. And if you don't publish it, Amazon punishes you for not publishing it. But oh, okay. Um, anyway, so I was in that kind of a lack mindset where it's like, oh, you got to write a lot of books. Then you'll make a little bit from a lot of different products, right? Yeah. And so I sat back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to change that thought process. Because I was in a lot of the, the manifesting, the... Mm-hmm. Thinking yourself, uh, like building life you want with your mind or whatever. Yeah, I was like into all that, getting into that stuff, and so I was like, okay, I've written eight books, which is a lot of work. It took yeah. almost three years, a lot of to work. Write. Yeah, and I was like, it's gonna take me year, way more years to get to twenty books, and then am, he, am I even gonna make fifty thousand doing that? You know? Yeah. And at the time, I was like, oh, if I could just make, you know, $1,000 a month, that'd be great. You know, just a little bit here and there. But then I was like, you know what? What I really want is to have like a million dollar book. I want to write one book that makes me a million dollars, not write a ton of ton of books that makes me a little bit. So I was like, how am I going to do that? And so I knew my other books were, were, they were good, but they weren't great. So I was like, so I need to go back to the drawing board of, like, a craft. And I also had to look at it in, how am I going to market this? So I thought, how am I going to market this? And I thought about it more like a product rather than, oh, this is my my baby, my book baby, my creation. Yeah, it's a good way to think about it. So I started thinking like a entrepreneur versus like an author. So I had to study the market. So I studied what what people want, um, what kind of stories were underserved, like what people wanted, but there wasn't enough of them yet type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. So I just, and I took a class, a writing class by Dave Farland. I took, uh, I read a book called Write to Market, which is basically finding a market for your book before you even write it, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's why I did all that. And then I was like, I'm going to post on TikTok every day. I already so, had like. Did you read? So did you uh, do these things after you wrote your book or before? I did it all before. So okay. I planned all this out before I even wrote The Elf Queen. Bow before The Elf Queen. So I was like, how I planned all these, how I was going to do it. And I started outlining the book. Mm, okay. And, yeah. So I f- basically, I found the niche before. I wrote the book. That's what made me write the book. Smart, though. Instead of uh, trying to do the opposite, which is what I did before, was I'm going to write the book and then try to find my crowd. I found the crowd who was looking for something like this, and then I wrote it. Does okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Real good sense. I mean, I feel like, and me included, I feel like uh, a lot of people do that or are still in that thing. Like, 
you know, you think, uh, well, you know, I, I do good stuff and people are going to like it. That's actually good, interesting. You know, you kind of did it the opposite way of, you know, you studied who that was and what market was out there, what <clears throat> uh, people were out there, and then you wrote something. So did you kind of write it for them? Like you kind of knew who the crowd was and you're like, okay, there's a big crowd for, you know, fantasy romance who like this type. And then you wrote towards that. I mean, yeah, instead so, of just writing what <clears throat> I wanted, which is what I do with my other books, I just wrote it, you know, I'm like, oh, this is a cool idea. I started thinking about yeah. what people wanted. So it's kind of like when they say you make a product, um, you got to solve somebody's problems, right? Yeah. That's how you sell a good product. Right. It's, it's true. The same with books. So maybe people want, um, it's like what I did was I, I started looking on the, Amazon marketplace about what was selling, but also didn't have like an too crowded. I think I've heard the term of like a blue ocean, not a red ocean. Like the red ocean is there's too many sharks fighting over the same thing. You want a blue ocean where there's not that many sharks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so interesting. Same though. concept with the yeah. book. So Did it's that... like I found a market that people wanted. So I was mm -hmm. thinking, it's fantasy romance, which is popular with this group. And then, but also you got to get it, narrow it down more than that. So I narrowed it down to like a fairy tale retelling and then narrowed it down to Hades and Persephone. Mm, okay. I noticed a lot of people were like, oh, I would want more, instead of Beauty and the Beast retellings, Hades and Persephone books. And it's Hades and Persephone is the Greek mythology. Hades kidnaps. Uh, Persephone and takes her to the underworld and makes her his wife. Well, in my book, they're elves, so I changed it. But it's I would say it's a Hades and Persephone inspired, not a retelling. Okay. But uh, so basically the premise of this kind of wicked king, elf king, comes and kidnaps her to be his bride. But she's trained her whole life to kill him because she knew he was going to come for her. So that's where they have this conflict. Okay. Um, and so I knew people like enemies to lovers. They wanted hated Christian Stephanie, and that's yeah. what I went with. Did that take away any um, creativity when you? Because you, you know, you said you wrote it. You know, uh, not exactly what you wanted, but kind of for that crowd. You know, did that take away? No, no. It's because I like that. I like those books too. So. Uh, I just it's just like I narrowed it down to be more marketable rather than just trying to figure out how I was going to write a book and then how am I going to market it. I figured out beforehand how I was going to market it, which made it the tropes. They call them tropes would be like kidnapped brides or okay. you know, stuff like that. I guess what's the what's the difference between say your you know, your eighth book and your ninth book where the eighth book you might have wrote for you and you thought this was a really good story. What was, I guess, the biggest change in the fact of like um, catering towards the crowd? Um, well, I did take that class by a writing class by David Farland and which was a lot with world building. Um, he also was the one that he has, he calls it a million dollar outline. So it was kind of because of him, I changed my mindset of 
having the one book that does really great rather than trying to write a bunch of ones that are just kind of mediocre. And so I just yeah. spent a lot more time on this book. I made sure the world building was great. Um, really like painting the picture with the words rather than just kind of skipping over the, the small details, like what everything looks like. So the description was better, the feeling. Um, they call it the KAV cycle, which is like kinetics, like what they're doing, auditory, what they're hearing, and like vision, I think, and it's like so what they see. So you got to describe all those things so that people can see it. Yeah, like kind of use their imagination. It. Yeah. And my other books, I didn't do that as much. Like I did the description and stuff was kind of an afterthought. And so a lot of I noticed in my reviews that people would be like, "Oh, the story's good, but I can't really like picture things. Like I have a hard time picturing what's going on or envisioning it." Yeah. So I knew that was a weakness. So I figured out what the weaknesses were. Really got better at it. Okay. So with I guess with that being said, um do you think that was the biggest key is just, you know, more detail or do you think it was, I guess, I guess what I'm asking is uh, like you're, you're, you're catering to, you know, the people. Did you feel like you didn't do that in your previous books? <clears throat> you didn't uh, cater towards them in a, um, what am I trying to say? Like, a, like the, the same ways you did on your, your more popular book that you have now, like, did you, do you think it was just more description from, you know, this guy? I just made the book better. The book is just better all around, but it's easier to market because I wrote it for the people. I wrote it with them in mind. So things that they like so that okay. I could use that to market. That oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see, I see. Now we're on the same page now. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. I know they like Hades and Persephone-inspired yeah. books. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to weave that into the story. Okay. And your other yeah. books were, I mean, I'm they not didn't a big Like, reader. it was hard for me to market them because I don't, like, you didn't have, like there wasn't, good like, things, scenes in the book. There wasn't, like, oh, it's Hades and Persephone retelling. Or it's, you know what well, I mean? A style, yeah. Like, it's just hard to market it because they're not, I don't know how to explain it. It's like there's nothing in them that's specifically what people want. Like the stories are good, but it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's hard to yeah, explain. yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I mean, I mean, me, I mean, I like movies and I like, uh, I don't know, comics or, or anything like that. I mean, people like, just in general, people like heroes. You know, they like, uh, yeah. you know, there has to be an adversary, a villain, you know, typically. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even if you look at all the Marvel movies, <clears throat> they always have, you know, their hero and then some of them have like a love or, uh, you know, like Thor, he'll have, you know, some girl that he likes or whatever. And he has to either save her damsel in distress type, or, you know, and he has to battle against this or there's something like either that, or, you know, the hero might go through a point of being hated or something. And then he has to overcome that. Like there has to be some sort of overcoming an obstacle is what I get yeah. out of, you know, basically every movie. I imagine books are pretty similar because a lot of movies are based off of books. So 
you know, I kind of put those together, but <clears throat> I mean, I mean, my book, all my books have those, those things, but I don't know. It's still like, you're trying to hit a certain market and they want certain things. Okay. Well, I mean, that that's still awesome though. I mean, creating a book that's top 20, you know, in, in the world is, is tough to do. And I mean, very little people have done that. So, I mean, definitely hats off on that for sure. And, you know, um, just, just, you know, getting back to like kind of the mindset thing, I think that's a good topic. I mean, just not even in books or anything, but just, you know, in life, a lot of people don't have everything figured out in life or everything figured out. I don't know, just, you know, in general <clears throat> relationships or work or jobs or they, they feel like they should be doing something and they're not doing something. Um, well, I think people fall easily into the trap of what society wants you to be. They put you in a little box. Like like when everyone told me, oh, you need to get a real job. Like writing books isn't a real job. Well, I just proved that I made way more money writing books <clears throat> than I ever did at anyone's job. Oh, yeah. In There's months. no limit when you're your own boss. Like I made one month, I made fifty thousand dollars in one month, and I hadn't even made that in one year before. Yeah, and you're grinding every day. You know, people work all the time. I mean, I think average is probably around. I think in the U.S., I think it's around thirty, thirty-five thousand a year. I mean, I it could be it could be a little bit higher, but I mean, then you think about depends where you live. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say the average, but then you got to factor in all the, you know, California, cost of living, Seattle, New York, high. But, yeah, a lot of people don't make that in a year ever, and you made it in a month. You know, that's, yeah. That blew my mind, too. Because <laughs> I was like, I went from, oh, I, could, I wish I could just make a 1000 you know, to making 50 Like it, Like, the, it was just so far out of the realm of possibility in my previous mindset that I just couldn't even imagine it. Yeah. Well, let's touch on that. I mean, I love mindsets. I, I promote that all the time. Um, you know, not that's that, why it's like, you know, I want to make a million dollars from this book. That's what I was, that was my mindset. I was writing it down every day. I was like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm so grateful that I am a best-selling author. I'm so grateful. Uh, the Belf Queen series is a million dollar series. I mean, it's not there yet, but that's what I wrote down. And so, um, yeah. How, you know, how long did you write that money, stuff? How long did you um, write that kind of stuff? I did it for down? probably like two months, like steady. Yeah, like every day, steady, couple months. Yeah, at first, it's, I just felt stupid writing it because I was writing it as like I already had it instead of saying. I w- you know, I wish I had it, or uh, I hope I get it. I wrote it as I already, it was already a bestseller before I even published the book. I wrote yeah. it like, I'm so thankful people message me every day. Um, they tell me how much they love the book. I wouldn't even read it yet, yeah. you know, but I was still writing it like it had already happened. And so pretty soon I started to like believe in it. Yeah, that's And crazy. I don't know if I'm 100% in on the, the manifesting stuff because i feel like a lot of the manifesting stuff requires work yeah well i mean you know, i'm not going to be a a best-selling author if i write a shit book well yeah i mean faith without works is dead you know <laughs> you know 
Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you know, people are like, oh, you can just manifest. You just think about it and then you just get it. Well, it's like, well, if your book's shit or whatever you're doing <laughs> is garbage, it's not going to be the bestseller. So, yeah. I mean, that's, um, I, I feel like a lot of people talk about manifesting on TikTok and stuff, but they cut it short. I feel like they miss that part. And, well, they um, act like, oh, I just, you think you out, you, I want a million dollars, and all of a sudden you, you're going to get a million bucks from out of nowhere. Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not booming myself. And, you know, the podcast, you know, she's on the rise. She's going up. But, you know, I've, uh, I've kind of had the same mindset, maybe not um, fully that same mindset on manifesting, not like every day at least, you know, life comes in and, you know, there's different obstacles in life, but I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, have that as well. How did you kind of fight through your daily obstacles in life and, you know, kind of keep pushing through that manifest? Was it just, you know, mind is steel or, or did you have something to help you or were you just like, hey, I'm going to just try it and just go for it no matter what? Well, I mean, it was kind of like when I started writing it down, like I said, it kind of felt dumb. Um, pretty soon it was just like a habit, you know, and yeah. then, uh, you know, if I didn't want to do it, but I mean, it started even before that. Cause like I said, while I was outlining the book, while I was taking this class, I wanted it to be a bestseller. Yeah. So I didn't start writing stuff down until like a month or something before I, uh, released the book and it took me almost a year to write the book. So it was like a year of this mindset. This is going to be great. As I was writing it, I'm like, this is going to, you know, be my bestseller. It's going to, you know, it's going to be great. Uh, like when I publish it, <laughs> Michelle always makes fun of me, but like I had my <laughs> yeah. book and I was like holding it over my head. Like this is the one. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just pumping I mean, myself up. That's and, good though. Uh, you know, and yeah. everyone, you know, Trav thought I was like stupid or whatever. He's like, well, yeah, okay. but like he's kind of like, okay, we'll see, I'll believe it when I see it. Because you know, I've been writing <laughs> books for years, so like, yeah, and none of them popped off, and I'm like, this is a one, and then you know, it did. <clears throat> yeah, so, then you know, now who's laughing? You know, that's, uh, I know that's what's funny. I feel like you know, nothing against you know Trav or Michelle or anything, but like, I feel like that's the way a lot of the world is. Is like, okay, well. Yeah. Like 98% of the world. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, well, it's the number one book. Yeah, sure. You know, and I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, I've, I've heard that so many times. It's crazy. But I mean, you just got to keep pushing through that. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many haters or how many people disagree with what I say or my thought process or motivation or some people think I'm good at motivation. They don't agree with the other things, but, you know, it's fine. But. Like yeah, I push through that doesn't phase me. I'm not going to be like, oh well, these guys think this is about me. I've got to change it now. Like you, you know, I I think that's awesome that you know you can't just be like, oh well, they don't think that my book's going to do anything. That I'm gonna lose faith. You know that well, that's it's tough, to, right? I mean, it's tough to do. You know, that's <clears throat> a lot of people will you know listen to their you know family or their parents or their you know well, bet for friends for and time. right and then happens when you don't listen i mean i don't even know if everyone in our family knows i do a podcast but i mean i'm not going to stop doing it. i don't really care if they know i mean i guess i don't i just don't know if they'd listen 
you know, so I guess I don't promote it to them. Oh, well, nobody reads my books. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'm guilty of that. I'm just, not, I'm just not a reader. Yeah, you know, but I'm always supporting 100%, you know. I'll watch, you know, you know, TikTok well, or we'll mindset, brainstorm. Which is the, <clears throat> like, because for a long time, I did fall into that trap of you got to get a job. And, and most people do. Like, oh, you got to go to school. You yep. got to go to college. You got to get a good job so you can get your benefits so you can make money mm-hmm. to retire. I'm like, I don't want to wait for retirement to to have money and do what I want to do. I don't want to work for anybody. I hate having a boss. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. It's like you have a parent, you know, like your boss is kind of like a parent. They control your schedule, when you got to be there, when you can go home. It sucks. So I was like, I don't want that. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I literally had a similar um I don't know. I don't know. If you want to go on vacation. Yeah. If you can, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, the funny part is when you say that, I. So um, it was actually in one of these, I don't know, one of these plants that we work at, um, potato plant. There's this guy, um, probably, I don't know, 64, maybe. I don't know. He, He looked, you know, pretty old. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's after that. I don't know. I just assume if he was 65, he might retire. But one day I looked at him. I don't know if it was the first time I saw him, but it really hit me. And I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. And I didn't mean like sweeping floors. I didn't mean in that. I was like, I'm not going to be 65, work my entire life, and then retire at 65 and then live till 75 and then most likely die. The average age, average age of life is 75. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to work my entire life and then live for 10 years when I'm hurting and I'm old. I was like, I am not. I refuse. Living for retirement. Yeah. That's living so they can get that freedom. But, but then you're, you're old. So you're like, I don't want to do nothing. Yeah, and they just sit around, and I mean, I mean, you know, old people like I know old people, and I was like, I'm not going to do that, and like these motherfuckers can barely golf, you know, they can golf decent, but like, you know, they're out there and they got. Well, depends if they took care <clears throat> of themselves. Yeah, but still, I, I just made up in my mind. I, re- I was like, I refuse to let that happen. I will never let that happen. I was like, I don't care what goes on in my life. I don't care what job I'm at. I don't care if, if I make my own way, you know, and this is before, you know, a lot of stuff. I was like, I will not let that happen. I won't be that guy who, who works their entire life for somebody else, you know, letting them choose like what you're saying, choose when you go on vacation or let you choose a day off, or you got to call in sick and they make your schedule and they tell you when you have to come in and they tell you you got to work. They rob you of your freedom. I mean, it's all about freedom for me. I want to go where I want when I want. Mm-hmm. I want to work when I want to. I, I probably work more now than when yeah. I had a job, but that's it's because what I, it's what I want to do though. It's not because I have to do it. Right, and and you know that's the thing is, you know I work for, you know a pretty good company now. Um, you know they're, you know good people, good electrical company. You know, they uh, they take good care of, you know, a lot of people. But the the bad part is, is, I mean, it's nothing against them. It's just general. It's, you know, you got to go to work. And yet, 
you know, if even if you're an entrepreneur, yeah, you got to go to work every day and you still got to bust ass, but it's more for you. I mean, if you have skin in the game, then you're going to work a little harder and push for it. Like if it's your own book, you're going to push your work your ass off for it rather than if you were pushing for somebody else's book, you know, it would be a little different. So it's kind of the same way for, for work. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm figuring things out and stuff. I mean, <clears throat> I'm just going to keep, well, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep pushing until this podcast blows up and then, you know, kind of go from there and, you know, kind of figure out, I mean, I don't hate my job and everything. I just, you know, more freedom is always good. And not that that's off the table in my current job, because I know that, you know, I mean, I can still do certain things if I choose to, you know, or whatever. Just, you know, just depends on a lot of different things, really. <clears throat> but, yeah. you know, the main thing, though, is I was I was like, I'm going to work whatever it is and not let that happen. I'm not going to be 65 retiring and then just be like, well, that's it. Let me just go live on a golf course and a motorhome and sell my house and, you know, yep. you know, so. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that, uh, yeah, it's a realization moment for me that you ain't going to let that happen. And that is a, that's a huge driver for me. I mean, not the biggest one, but um, one of my, one of my favorite things that Eric Thomas said is, you got to the power of your why you got to have a why to drive you, to push you, to push through the hard times, to push through, you know, eight books that you had, you know, you got to have mm -hmm. a driving factor behind it or a push. <clears throat> I mean, whatever that is, whether it's your family or a desire to be great or to prove people wrong or anything really, or just not to live till 65 and retire at 75, you know, retire at 65 and die 10 years later, whatever it is, but you got to have something to push you because I mean, well, I'm a kind of the mindset. If, if it's something that you like to do, you don't need to be pushed because you're drawn towards it. Like I'm drawn towards writing books. Even if, even when I wasn't making money on books, I was still writing books. I was just doing it because I like to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess, let me, let me rephrase that, I guess. Um, cause I agree a hundred percent. You're going to be drawn towards it and you like to do it, but there will still be shit days where you don't want to get up or don't want to post a video, you know, to, you don't want to promote it on TikTok or, you know, even though you love writing it, some days you're like, man, I don't want to do it. But if you don't, then you're just, as, you know, it's a set, you know, it, but every time you don't, like, imagine if you just didn't do it. You're like, ah, well, meh, I don't want to do it. Like, imagine, you know, if if you posted, like, once a month on TikTok because you didn't want to do it or you're lazy or whatever. Like, that wouldn't take you anywhere. You got to push yourself in that sense. Not like, you know, you'll be drawn towards whatever and you'll have that passion to do it. But even if you have passion, at least for me, I still got to push myself. A lot of times I'm like... I'm tired. You know, sometimes I just got to keep the end goal in mind. Yeah. And that's, what's tough. Cause you get distracted by, you know, wife, kids, or, you know, husband, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever's out there for everyone. And, you know, video games or work or, you know, relationships or friends or whatever's holding you up. Like that shit's tough and it gets in the way. So you just got to, yeah, you just got to push it aside, really, because 
I mean, what's what's the alternative? Is the alternative is being stuck at your current <laughs> position where you're at and never progressing. That's what the alternative is. And if you're okay with that, then cool. But if you're not okay with that, then figure it the fuck out and go get it. I mean, not that's, a lot of people are. I mean, not everybody's <clears throat> wants to uh, take the risk because it's a risky path. I mean, you can go years and have no return. I was years of publishing my books and I made like I think ten thousand my first year, and then a lot of that was didn't even wasn't even like full profit because I had to spend on ads, and that was yeah. before taxes. And then you know the next year I think I made thirteen thousand. Yeah. You know, so it's just a slog. Like, okay, I gotta keep. So we're talking years and years of. This is. I hope yeah, this. Grinding. I hope this works out. Because if it doesn't, then. Yeah, you gotta grind. You either through. quit or you just keep doing it. And so I was just gonna keep doing it until I was successful. But not everybody will do that. People quit after three weeks. People will quit after one book. Oh yeah. People will uh, <clears throat> start something and then quit. Like Gary Vee always says. Oh, you've been doing this for six months. Try seven years and then come talk to me. You know, like right. Yeah, Eric Thomas is. If the it's same what thing. you want, you're gonna just keep doing it because eventually it'll get there. Is what I think. You know, and right. you have to believe that. A lot of people won't even try because they don't believe it's even possible. Oh yeah. Whatever it is they want to do, like we've been sold that you have to go to college, you got to get a job. Just like I was saying before. You know, you work for your boss, so you have your money, so you can buy your toys, your house, you know. Yep. You got your weekends. And that's what most people do. They don't want to take the risk of failing, the risk of uh, kind of living poor for years until you make it. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that. But that's what it takes, though, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. I mean, you know, not saying, you know, I've made it or anything, but I'm on the journey and I'm going to make it. That's my mindset. So sooner or later it's going to happen. So I'm, uh, you know, it's like you look back on these and be like, Hey, this is, that was before yeah. I made it. And I th I knew I was going to make it, you know? Yeah. And it'd be a cool moment. And you know, it's just part of my journey and, and all that. But a lot of people just give up or, you know, don't want to push through. Cause a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of shit's hard. I mean, I get it out there guys. Like it's tough. You know, everyone out there who's, you know, going through some stuff, I mean, keep going, but it's tough. We get it. That's that's the all part of it. You know, my sister, she's been through it. I'm going through it. It's tough. I I have plenty of times where I'm like, shit, this sucks. Should I figure something else out? You know, like there's there's like, those is it days. Worth it, you know? Yeah. Am I doing this for nothing? Yeah, there's what those days. That, you know? Yeah. I mean, just because you think those don't doesn't mean that it changes my goal, but those thoughts creep in my head. I'm like, man, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, should I change something up? No. And then I literally got to, you know, reground myself and just, you know, now I am who I am. I, you know, am the reason why, you know, I'm going to make shit happen. Me that's, that's, and then I, you know, once I get back on that, I'm good again. You know, you just kind of got to shake off whatever's bringing you down or whatever negativity or whatever, shit in life usually it's not even about your goal usually it's about something else you know it might be well, some things that distract you from the goal yeah whether that's a negative the, the comment doubt, or a, the, yeah haters or 
family or, you know, life or whatever might bring you down. Like maybe your spouse or whatever doesn't agree with what you're doing, but that's something you got to figure out. But if that's something that you're really passionate about that, you know, you have to do, then, you know, at least for me, I feel like they should support you, you know? Well, and I'm lucky that I have Trav who's very supportive. You know, he worked and supported us while I was, you know, working towards my goals, my dreams. I mean, I was home with the kids, so I had to set aside time and when they were asleep. Yeah. You know, I have their five and three now, but, you know, they take up a lot of time, a lot of need of a lot of attention. So, you know, I had to kind of do it in my spare time, which wasn't a lot, but. Yeah. I always I have to be working towards something or I just feel like I'm in limbo. Like I have no purpose. So for me, like writing books feels like a purpose. It gives me a goal, it gives me something to work on or I get I get depressed if I don't have if I'm not continually moving. And so that's part of my motivation too because if I don't have anything going on, then I'm like in a funk. I feel like that's a lot of people, though. I mean, that's... That's probably why there's such a depression depression. epidemic, is people don't feel like they have a purpose. You're scrolling on TikTok, you're watching TV, you're, you know... Yeah, you're letting everyone else live life. really going on. You're, yeah. And what people don't realize, I mean, you know, I'll I'll watch a little TikTok, you know, and and a little YouTube. A lot of it's to get some ideas or post content, but... Well, everybody does. Right. And, but a lot of other people don't realize the people that are really consumed and, you know, you know who you are or, you know, people who are guaranteed, but those people don't realize though, that you're watching somebody else live their life. You're not actually living yours. You're just going to work. You know, you're just showing up and going through the motions. You're not actually fighting for something or, or pursuing something you're really passionate about. And I think everyone's full of shit who, who doesn't think that, you know, there's something that they're passionate about in life or that they, you know, really feel like they need to do. They don't have an imagination or uh, something they've always wanted to do or anything. Like, I think people are full of it and maybe I'm wrong, but I think people are full of it. I think that they've just accepted the fact that, well, this is kind of my life and this kind of is what it is. And I'm going to just enjoy these little moments on TikTok or, you know, whatever, which if you're okay with that, I guess, you know, go ahead. But, you know, I'm. Well, like I said, they don't, they don't think it's possible. So their passions or their hobbies, the things they like to do, you know, you can't make money doing that. You know, people, people say that. So they just give up and they get a job and they fall in line. So how would you change their mindset or, or what would you say to people like that? to try to get them to flip around. Like, well, with me, I just had to start almost like brainwashing myself into believing that it was a possibility. Like, I listen to Joe Dispenza a lot, and he's he's about the manifesting. Like I said, I don't know if I'm full on board with manifesting, but I think it's all about, like, he said you create the life you want. You create your reality with your thoughts. Like, and so, I mean, and I think it's true because before I didn't believe it, and so it wasn't happening. Well, then I started believing that it it was already there. Like, I already made it. 
And then I start doing things that I would do if I had already made it. And I just like, instead of doubting myself every day, I just believed that I already did it. So I didn't doubt, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm just living in that mindset every day, like feeling good about it, feeling excited. And that's just, I don't know. It just made me believe that it was possible. And so that's why I think people need to change their mindset. Whatever it is they want to do, they have to believe that they can do it. Otherwise yeah. you are going to let doubt come in and you're going to quit. Yeah. And that's, you know, I push a lot of, uh, you know, mindset <clears throat> mentalities and, and try to get people on board with that. But, um, my, my, that's why you think you have to have a clear goal. Like, yeah, you have to know what you want. Right. And I, wishy -washy. I think that's tough for a lot of people. Either they like a few different things or they aren't quite sure what they really want. But that might be because they don't think whatever's possible, you know, and I think that's why I push a lot of, um, you know, pushing through hard times because if you can learn how to get through the hard times of, say, you know, a, a, a breakup or a, a fight in your marriage or anything relationships that I mean, relationship, that'll be half the battle really in your life. And for those people who, you know, aren't going through that, you might have a battle with work or friends or maybe even just feeling lonely. If you can battle through that stuff and get through that, that's why I push so hard and tell people like, hey, just push. You got you to get through. Life sucks. You know, life sucks for everyone, whether, you know, you're feeling lonely or you're battling, you know, with your spouse, or your girlfriend, <clears throat> you know, it, to be honest, those moments in time aren't that different. And a lot of people might not like that, but it's true though. Like you have the same feeling. It's the same bad feeling of, uh, well, nobody wants me. My wife doesn't want me. My husband doesn't want me. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Like they don't want you in that moment that you're battling and you're furious. It's the same feeling as like, oh, well, you know, the girl at the bar doesn't want to talk to me. It's the same feeling, just a little bit different, but it's the same like internal feeling like, um, well, you're living in those negative emotions. So exactly. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So. But you can change them. It's hard. You can. It's hard. That's why. Feel positive and. Mm -hmm. That's that's why I push it so hard is to push for, to fight through it. I mean, it just takes a tough mentality, and that's why I don't mind being the bad guy. I don't mind being a lot of different things. I am who I am. I know who I am. I. You know, people around me love me, and that's all that matters. I, you know, I go to war for people all the time. I have everyone's back, and, you know, I support everyone, you know, especially if you support me. Like, you know, I support back 100%. And, you know, I try to do the right thing. I always do the right thing, but those tough times come no matter if you're doing the right thing or you're not, or you think you got it all figured out, or you think you don't have anything figured out, the tough times come either way. So learning how to fight those battles to even get to that point where, you know, it took me a while to fight through everything to get through like, uh, well, I, okay, I want to do this. <clears throat> I mean, this is kind of another thing I wanted to touch on is because, you know, you kind of went through a little bit too of, uh, before, you know, the podcast, I mean, we streamed a little bit and we're kind of doing you know, uh, gaming and stuff like that. And then, you know, that wasn't really working out, but it taught me a lot. 
taught me, you know, how to edit a lot, how to stream is basically the same thing as a podcast that I talk to people, how to entertain people or whatever, be on, being on camera in front of people. You know, it's, you know, it taught me a lot and made a lot easier. So it was a good learning, but it was kind of a switch, you know, in the, in the path. It wasn't, you know, like streaming or gaming, you know, now it's podcasting. And I actually enjoy this a little bit more because I get to, you know, talk stuff about stuff more that I'm more passionate about than just gaming, which that's fun. It's more yeah. of a hobby, but this is more, more passionate about. We can talk about world or, you know, whatever topics. But, you know, with you, I know, you know, you went through kind of similar paths on trying different things, you know, with with that. I mean, with, with that being said, like, was it writing books? I mean, that was probably your, you know, number one, I, I would guess. But, you know, when you tried to do other things, was do you think those were just learning? Like, uh, like learning obstacles, I guess you could say? Or, or do you think, you know, that was just like, hey, well, I'm really going to go all in here. And then, oh, that didn't work out. So I'm going to change pass or, or pivot. Well, here's the thing. It's like, like I said, I always wanted to write books, but I didn't believe it was going to make me any money. So I was like, okay, well, I got to find a job. I got to do something that's going to make money. So I'm like, okay, so I try photography. I like photography, but it's not something I just I love. So, you know, I'd write, I took some pictures. I learned Photoshop, da, 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 which paid off now because I make my own covers because I know how to do Photoshop. But yeah, pretty big. So that was kind of helped me learn that. And then I took this marketing class. Um, it was a lot of money, but, um, that kind of helped with, for like, I wanted to do fitness. I'm like, oh, I could help people lose weight. Cause I, I was good at that. And then, uh, but I did it all so that I could really just write my books. Cause that's what I really wanted to do, but I just didn't believe it. That's just my limiting mindset that my books aren't going to make me money. So I can't focus on that. I got to do other things. Mm, okay. And that's why I tried a bunch of different stuff, and but a lot of it came out in the end. It's helping me with my book business because I learned about marketing, uh, about Photoshop. You know, so in the end, it it works out anyways. But all, right. all I really wanted to do was write books, and I just let myself believe that it wasn't a possibility. So that's why I tried a bunch of different things. I mean, and kind of worked out, and that's kind of what you know path. I'm on currently is, you know, I thought, you know, streaming and, and making a bunch of clips like gaming clips, it taught me how to edit videos. And now I can edit videos really fast. If it's clips of the podcast or different types of clips or skits, whatever we want to do. Like I know how to like look at different angles to shoot, you know, to, you know, to capture the picture from or the capture the video from, or, you know, how things would look or just what I can do with editing you know, a lot of that taught me that, and I wouldn't have known that if I didn't try streaming. <laughs> but, you know, kind of like, well, yeah, I, think I mean, they're kind of stepping stones, right? Yeah, that's to get exactly what you really want. Exactly. And that's like, it's not a waste. They're not failures because they got you there. Exactly. And that's, yeah, exactly. 100%. That's sometimes, right. you know, like, you could be like, oh, she tried all these things. She just tried and quit, tried, like, waste of time, but it's not because it's, getting you where you want to be yeah how much shit you learn on the way is yeah. crazy i mean that that just you know triggered a bunch of stuff in my mind where you know you saying that you did this and this and it 
you taught you all that stuff. Like so much stuff that I've been through has taught me the same stuff. Like doing this, it might not have worked out, but it taught me so many things that I use now on the day to day. And my main goal, I mean, I kind of always knew, I guess it was kind of the same thing, like on a small scale, like, you know, I love coaching football. I love helping the, you know, the kids out and I'd always throw my little tidbits on life, you know, all that while I'm coaching them. And cause I, I really feel like football is way more than, you know, just football. Like it's a team sport. It teaches you how to rely on people, you know, how to have each other's backs. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you winning and losing. It teaches you to fight for what you want. It teaches you hard work. You know, it teaches you how to study and, and, you know, a lot of repetition on plays and I think sports in general. I think sports yeah. Sports great. in general. Yeah. I, I think they're phenomenal and they, you know, sometimes you get a bad rap, but you know, I think they're phenomenal and I think they keep you out of a lot of trouble as kids. And, you know, I, I would love coaching and helping those kids out and, and, Cause I could see, you know, a lot of stuff that they're going through, not just whatever, like you can kind of see what goes on in their lives when you're coaching, not just, you know, football. And I love doing that cause I love helping them. And I would, you know, and, and all this. And then I, once I thought bigger and I was like, man, I need to reach way more people. And then I was like, how can I do that? Yeah. And then, you know, here we are. Cause with this, you know, with this platform, I can reach so many more people than just, you know, just the football team that I'm coaching of, you know, 30 kids or whatever. Like I can reach, you know, millions now and try to help so many more people. And then you add social media, like TikTok and stuff, you make clips that helps out people. And like the, it's just endless really. And that's kind of the main goal is just to help people through shit and, you know, to keep that mindset and, you know, I th I think, you know, I think we uh, kind of, you know, nailed it. And, you know, uh, we we know each other and, you know, we grew up and been a part of each other's lives forever. But, you know, we, we'll have conversations, but they're, we, we've been probably more in depth on this conversation than we have on, I mean, we, we, we you know, we scratch the surface and stuff, but like actually yeah. digging deep into things, you know, like the whys of everything we've done this, you know, and this is uh, one of my favorite things to do on podcasts is you can actually have conversations and dig deep on why and ask questions without, you know, people around or, you know, without other family members. If you're at a, you know, meet up at say people meet up only at family reunions or whatever, but you know, you can get yeah, right. <clears throat> really in depth on these conversations, which is, super nice and that's you know definitely one of my favorite things and you know getting getting to the mindset behind it i think is tough and i think kind of you know did pretty well, good and that's another thing is how i mean we could look back and say oh i'm a failure i tried all these things and i just quit i was a quitter you know you could be all negative about it but i don't see it that way i just see those as the stepping stones that got me where I'm at, you know. That's I don't see that as wasted years. Like you could think about it. Like some people would be like, "Oh, I wasted fifteen years of just trying all these things," and da da da. But I don't see it that way. I just like when people 
get negative like that, that brings you down. So you just change it to something positive. Yeah. Neg- negativity is something hard to break away from. And, and I'm not perfect myself. I still negative time to time because daily life, you know, some stupid shit happens and yeah, it makes you upset or whatever. But being negative day to day kills you. And, you know, just like what you're saying, if, if, even if you're around negative friends or people, they're going to bring you down. You got to change that in them or, you know, get away from them or whatever, because it'll tear you down. And just that, just that simple mindset or, or that flip of a switch of being looking at it a little different, just the perspective is huge. It took me a long time to figure that out, actually. Because I used to. Well, a lot of people like to dwell <clears throat> in the past, and this is why I'm this way. And yeah, this happened to me ten years ago, and now I'm bitter and angry. You know, like right. It, you know, I. I'll be honest. I was, you know, I don't know if I was exactly one of those people, but I had a lot of tendencies that way. I mean, maybe not like blame the world for everything I've been through, but you know, it was more of like, uh, you know, I've been through this and this and this, and I've. I'm at where I'm at and I'm trying to figure it out. And I, you know, kind of more lost in, in all that. And I just was like, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then, you know, I've been I, there too. you know, and then it turned into like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'll, maybe I'll figure it out one day. Who knows? And you know, you, life takes you where it does. But <clears throat> once that, once I changed my mindset, it took me a while to figure it out. But once I changed it from looking at it, like, like, ah, well, this is dumb, you know, whatever. To be like, no, I, I learned a lot of shit from that. Like, whether it was relationships or jobs, like jobs that I even hated, but I learned a lot from them. And then I changed that mindset. Like, oh, I learned a lot. That's why I know how to do this now, even though I wasn't happy at the time for whatever reason, but I right. learned a lot. Once I changed that, it changed so much of my life, just the perspective. I think that's underrated. Huge. That's why uh, Joe Dispenza says you create your reality because it's the way you look at it. Yes, and I forget who says that. I mean, I know I'm sure a lot of people say it, but I don't know. There's this quote I I listen to a decent amount. Um, I listen to probably too many quotes, so I can't think of it right now. But um, yeah, they they say uh, maybe Steve Harvey, maybe. It says you change your perspective, you change your reality, and yep. and well, that's true. that's just by looking. It sounds at things. corny, but it's true. <laughs> I know it does. They've lied, and some people are like, "Oh, that's dumb," but it's it's really true. And that's that's another thing is like who you surround yourself with, um, what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to a lot of motivational stuff. I listen to a lot of audiobooks that are. Motivational podcasts, YouTube clips. Yep. Keep me in that positive state because it's easy to slip back into negativity because a lot of people are negative. There's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in the world. Yeah. Even music you listen to, like I've listened, listened to motivational stuff all the time. And, um, one of the things that I was actually talking about, Travis, I think I might do is just start throwing up, you know, um, he showed me that he showed me this guy who puts up like underrated uh, songs on TikTok. I, I'm I'm 
probably going to start doing that for motivational stuff because I feel like it's underrated or people don't know, even if they don't know where to find it or they don't know what's out there or which ones to listen to. I listen to them all day, every day. I know all about them. I know where to find them. I know how many minutes they are. I know which, who, what speakers are in which one. I know the most powerful sayings of each one because I listen to them all the time. And they've changed a lot of my life of, you know, listening to just music. Like some music will, it seems okay, but it, some music is crazy. And even though it might sound good or whatever, it will literally bring a negative negativity into your life, whether you think so or not. And I've been victim to it plenty of times. Like I be like, I'll stop listening to innovation. I'll listen to music because it sounds good. And then I'll listen to some other ones. I'll listen to some other ones. And then before you know it, and I'm like, man, why am I angry? Why am I not thinking positive anymore? Why am I not motivated right now? And then I reflect on it. And I'm like, oh, it's my music that I changed. And I mean, there's happy music. It could be their words. It could just be like the frequency of the sounds. Yeah. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. I don't really listen to music that much anymore either. I just listen to motivation stuff. Yeah, I listen to motivational. I mean, I listen to music because some of the beats are good and, you know, some of it will get you pumped up. I mean, I mean, when I need to get pumped up and focused on, (laughs) say, uh, you know, Madden or whatever, like I'll listen to some ACDC and I will zone in and I will get pumped up and I will just laser focus every time. Well, that's a song that pumps you up. Right. But then you listen to me. I like. I like country and they're sad, sad, sad. Yeah, but yeah, even sad just country, songs. even just country, they'll they'll bring you down. They'll put you in a negative light of being sad, you know, feeling sorry for yourself or whatever. And that's not a good place to be. The victim card is not where you want to be either. So, I mean, just be, I mean, just be careful what you listen to, because when I listen to that, and I will promote it all day, a motivation and just because it changed so much in my life and just changed my perspective on things. Like my life's not so bad. It's not so tough. People have had a lot worse than me figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? And if you listen to that and you reinforce it in your mind, pretty soon you start figuring it out. And a lot of that happened to me. I mean, you know, I have a tough mindset anyway, but you know, with uh, listening to this stuff, I'm sure we listen to similar people and, They just help you out so much to keep you focused and not lose sight because it's so easy in today's day and age to lose sight of everything, whether it's a friend saying something or a coworker or your family or friend or whatever being like, ah, man, don't worry about that. Like we'll do that another day or we'll do this when no, you should go get it. Well, a lot of people are, you know, it's easy to get sucked into gossip and, Shit. All the crazy People stuff that's it. happening in the world and bringing it down. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about goals and the stuff they want. And they <clears> just, <throat> they want to talk shit about other people. And, you right. know, yeah. And it's easy to get sucked into that. Like, yeah, they suck, you know. Right. But it's like, you don't need that. You need, where are you going in life? What's going on? Like, what do you want? Yeah, that's. that's that's one of my favorite things to talk about is, you know, what are you doing? What are you actually doing in life? Not just like, hey, the mundane, hey, well, how, you know, how's work, whatever. Like, work no, sucks. no. Yeah, work sucks. Still the same job, you know. 
don't have enough money. Gas prices are high. <clears throat> yeah, paycheck to paycheck, you know. I don't want to talk about like that. I think 70% of Americans are paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I'm Like, they have no money. Sure. Yeah. They run out of money until their next paycheck, which blows my mind. And pe- even when me and Chav had, like, he was serving tables and I wasn't working, we still didn't live paycheck to paycheck. Like, right. You just live, we just live under our means, you know? We had cheap cars, paid them cash, drive them till the wheels fall off. I mean, yep. you can't be flashy until you actually get there. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't have discipline yet. Yeah, they don't want to wait. Yeah, they want to get it now or they want, oh, I got all this money and let me go spend it or, you know, cool, I got this. Let's go blow it. And, you know. Yeah, like Lane was like, oh, you made 50000 a month? What are you going to go buy? I'm like, well, that wasn't my first <laughs> thought. Oh, I'm going to go buy me a, uh, go a $50,000 car now. Right, yeah. It shouldn't be, and that's that's a good thing, because if it was, then I'd be worried. But you just, I mean, it is crazy, 70% people live like that. I mean, I was, you know, one time being single, one of those people, but, you know, uh, I mean, everyone kind of has to figure it out themselves, for sure. But sooner or later, I mean, at least for me, this is how I got out of a lot of it. I just got tired. I just got tired of it. I got tired of. Yeah, that was me too. You know, living Floating in life, no purpose, don't know where I'm going. Nothing's changing. Every day's the same. Every day's the same. You're you're living for the weekend. You're living for Friday, Saturday to do whatever, and then sooner or later. I mean, not everyone. I hope everyone. I hope everyone gets fucking tired of it. Like I did, and like you did. I think that's what it takes, though. I don't know what else is a turning point in someone's life besides you just get sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck or living for your 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 next meal or to buy some to beer or whatever. Like, and that's your extra money. You know, I I just got tired of it, and I was like, no, I'm gonna do something about it. And then I did something about it. And it wasn't until well, that's then. The point is, a lot of people just talk. <clears throat> yeah, because a lot of people they like to no action. vent or play the victim, which I knew what I was doing. I mean, maybe that's the difference. Is I knew I was living paycheck to paycheck, and I was okay because I was single. I didn't have anybody to take care of, you know, and I was just trying to figure out life. And I was like, well, yeah. I was okay well, with just it. Just being young. Yeah, being young, and then I got tired of it, and I was like, what? The what the hell am I doing? I'm tired of living, having no money. I'm tired of, you know, if something happens or your car breaks down or you got to fix it or anything happens in life and then you have no money or you can't even afford if something happens in your life. And I would. Yeah, your car breaks down. Well, yeah. I'm going to wait till next payday to fix it. Yeah, you, you know. <clears throat> yeah, your, your starter goes out in your car or you get a flat tire on your car. And then you can't afford to fix it, or you can, or until you're you're broke and you can't anything. Like sooner or later, everyone's got to get tired of that shit. Like, nope, no more. I'm gonna figure out a way, and I hope that but more a lot of people just complain. I know. Oh, my boss doesn't pay me enough money. And that's where it's we somebody else's fault. Yeah, that's where we go back to perspective. You got to look in the mirror and be like, hey, no, no, no. 
It's not anybody else's fault. It's your fault for not saving up your goddamn money. So when this shit like this happens, you weren't prepared. You know? And that's... I don't know. I, th- I, I think maybe, you know... I think you just got to get tired of it. That's plain and simple for me. That's what I got. And I, I've heard so many people a lot smarter than me and a lot of motivational speakers, you know, say the same thing. You just get tired of it and you do something about it. That's, that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's a point where I was just serving tables, you know, like we both did. Yeah. And, uh, you're just like, I'm in the, like, I just hit me one day. I'm like, cause I'm like, Oh, when I get, when I'm 25, I'll have it figured out, you know? And then you hit 25 and you're like, I'm still in the same place, the same job, making the same money yep. as I was five years ago. Yep. <clears throat> Nothing's going to change unless I change. Unless I do something different. Yep. So and I was like, okay, hey, well, I got to do something different. Because I don't, I don't want to keep saying, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. Well, I'm the one that has to figure it out. And if I don't do anything different. Then uh, I'm not figuring it out, and I'm just gonna stay in the same place, doing the same thing, on the hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, that's actually one of the areas I've gotten a lot of hate from. Is you know, uh, people saying you know, uh, privilege, or you know, the way I grew up, or you know. I don't. I, I think. I think a lot of people are just based on the fact that I'm white or whatever. But people don't really know. That's a debate in the country. Yeah, big one. But people don't really know what I've been through. They don't know how I grew up. You know, a lot of people don't know that we didn't grow up with money. You know, parents divorced young. We, you know, we didn't have money. I mean, shit, we had to live with, you know, low income housing and you know grandparents and shit you know like we didn't grow with very much money like that's what people don't understand but when people look at me now and be like oh well you got money and you know you got it easy and i'm like no i've you know i didn't work to get here and a battle to get here and work and grind and if that's one thing i really want to try to eliminate and i've gotten a lot of hate for it is you know pointing out people's victim mentality People don't like it. People say, oh, you're privileged or, you know, you don't understand what it's like. Bullshit. I know exactly what it's like. I've been in shitty well, spots. You, you know, know, I'm a girl with money. You are privileged for, but it doesn't mean you don't have disadvantages <clears throat> as well. It's Everyone a, has certain privileges. Yes. that That's, you like know. We it, both have our, we have both parents, you know. Our yeah. dad was a great dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Those are privileges. Yeah, it, it is a privilege. We and had I, grandparents to help us out, you know, like. Yeah. And and maybe but, that's where I get some hate is because I don't, you know, point that out or whatever. Like, I mean, you can acknowledge those things, but you don't have to be like, oh, that's <clears throat> the only reason I'm successful. Yeah. And like, I, that's not it. Right. And I guess I get, I guess I just get upset on some things just because of so much victim mentality and so much point at this stuff that I probably, I probably should reflect on, you know, some things I just focus on some things like, Hey, well, you know, I haven't had the greatest upbringing and everything, but my, my whole point to all of that is nobody 
has it easy. No one, whether whether you grew up in a, a mansion or or you know on the streets or in a in a group home. Well, everybody's got problems. Everyone's got problems. That's the thing. Everyone, whether you, you know, choose to dwell on them or not. Yeah, that's that's what you know. One of the things I point out, or I try to point out. I may I I need to do a better job of that. Actually, is is trying to point out that side, but people don't realize that just because you grew up in a a mansion or whatever that their parents might neglect them and you might be poor and your parents might love you. You just have different problems. There's not. It's like everyone has things they could be grateful for with certain privileges. Right. And you could focus on those rather than all the crap. But most people like to focus on excuses and why they aren't where they want to be. And they like to blame everything else. Oh, yeah. there are people who have, you know, their their starting block is uh, further ahead than other people's. You know, like if your parents are wealthy and they give you money to start your business, well, then you have a better starting block than somebody who has no money. Yeah, who has to pull it up by the bootstraps and figure it out. Yeah, but, but this, you know, then later on they're not going to learn, you know, as much hard work or, <clears throat> you know, they might not. They might get a bunch of money. But they might not get any love from them. Their parents might be too busy or whatever. Like, you never, my point is, you never know what people go through. And I feel like people are so quick to judge everyone that they're, oh, yeah. you know, they'll just be like, oh, well, look at me. I, I'm, I'm, I had it rough. No, everyone's had it rough. You it's can't, they want people to like feel <laughs> sorry for them. You know, I, I never understand that. I don't want to understand, I guess, to a point. <laughs> You know, is is, is is this is the mentality like like I don't want people to feel pity for me. I don't. I, I don't feel like that's a good feeling. I don't feel like people feeling sorry for you is a good feeling. Like people being proud of you is such a is such a way better feeling. And if you haven't had that in your life, then okay, I understand. And maybe maybe a lot of people who have these mentalities haven't had people proud of them, but you know, for everyone out there, it's such a better feeling to be proud than, you know, pity. I mean, when people are pitying me, I, I, it's like a disgust to me compared to b- people yeah. being proud of you or, or being proud of yourself or achieving big goals or whatever you put your mind to is, is such a better feeling, such a bigger feeling than anything that pity can even touch. I mean, it, it, yeah. you know, I don't know why people want to feel have everyone feel sorry for them either. But you know, I've wondered a little bit, but at the same time, like I don't know if I want to understand. Like I, I want to, but I don't at the same time because I'm like, come on, guys! Like it's it's not a. I mean, at the end of the day, you just hurt yourself. You just keep yourself down. It's literally the, the, you know, the same thing as putting yourself down. It's the exact same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you limit yourself to where you're at and you complain about it, but then you don't do anything about it. It's literally putting yourself down and holding yourself there. No one else has to do it. You do it to yourself. Yeah. And as sad as that is, like so many people do it. And that's why I have such a passion to help people to break cycles like these. I mean, it's not my main one, but. Well, it's like people could just. They one thing happens to them, and then they just live on that, and then they just keep talking about it, like, "Oh, 
my parents <clears throat> got divorced. My dad wasn't there for me. And now I, you know, then they blame them for being stuck in life because my parents didn't show me what to do. It's like, well, I mean, that can only be your excuse for so long because eventually you're an adult and you need to figure it out yourself. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, it sucks. Maybe you are behind in life because of that, but eventually you can figure it out yourself or you can keep dwelling in the past. I mean, just look at how many great people that, you know, people look up to every day. You know, don't, you know, that went through. I mean, I mean, look at, I don't know, Eminem, you know, grew up, no dad, shitty mom, grew up in trailer parks, you know. Like Oprah. (coughs) Oprah's story is crazy. Now she's one of the richest women in the world and she came from nothing. Yeah, from nothing. I mean. Eric Thomas, he's one of the greatest motivational speakers out there. In my mind, he's the he's the greatest. He's he's my favorite. But you know, his parents abandoned him. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't want him. He lived on the streets. You know, for years. I mean, he reconnect he reconnected later on, but you know that was after that he made something of himself and to go from your parents don't love you to they didn't want you. You know, to living by yourself, living on the streets, all by yourself. No family, no nothing. That's sad. I mean, you got a lot of people think that they got it tough. Think of that. That's one of my greatest inspirations right there. It's just, you you know, you just, parents abandon you, you're in a group home, and then you go on the streets because you parents just didn't want you. They're not dead. They just didn't want you. And that's, I mean, I can't even imagine that feeling of that. And... To fight through that, to push through all of that, you know. If you can do it, <clears throat> other people can do it. Yeah. It just and makes you stronger. It probably makes, I oh, mean, he's I don't want to say that, you know, strong. it wasn't like obviously not a good thing, but he's, you know, he had to fight through that. And so. He's probably one of the strongest strong. people of all time now, I'll be honest. That that's a tough one, and anyone going through that, that they're probably tough motherfuckers. And so, you know, the point of all this is just, you know, you think you got it rough, you probably don't. I mean, odds are, well, I mean, probably someone else who's got it rougher. Yeah, I mean, odds are, yeah. But you just don't focus on it. You just focus on where you want to be. That's what I do. Yeah, and that, and if, and if you know the people in the worst spots in the world who were some of the greatest people now came from the bottom and made it way up. They had to fight through it and they had to stay positive and they had to know what they wanted and they had to fight through every obstacle in their way. If they can do it, so can everyone else. And that, you know, I think that's why people look up to so many great people. It's because they did that, but they don't actually apply it to their lives. You know, I think a lot of people miss that step or they gloss over it, which that's the most important step to me. Like how they oh, got here. Get comfortable. Yeah. People get comfortable. They got their, they got their house. They got a kind of the car they want. They have enough money. They got food to eat. Yeah, they're but they're comfortable. comfortable living paycheck to paycheck, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. We need to start a revolution or something on people just, you know, going and getting it or something. I mean, there's too much cancel culture. 
you know, I mean, life is tough, but there's, there's so much shit going on in the world and, and today and people so worried about what everyone else says or does like people need to worry about themselves. Cause I mean, how many angry mobs or, or, or how many cancel culture people that are just like, Oh, let's shut him down. I don't like him. What are they doing with their lives? You know, they they think they believe that they're doing something good. Yeah, by shutting down this piece of shit, whoever they think it is, which is crazy to me. I mean, yeah, it might be, you know, good in their mind, but what do they just wait for the next one to pop up? Like, is that their life goal? Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just if I don't like something, I just move on. Yeah, scroll. change the channel, you, you scroll past it, you just let people be them. But, you know, if they, I, I feel like if these same people were focused on what they wanted to do with their dreams, if they, if they, they you know, they could have dreams. I mean, imagine if this angry mob was trying to shut people down. Imagine if they were like, man, I love writing books. And then yeah. instead of focusing on all their time and energy on shutting people down, they listen to this podcast and listen to how you did it. Like, how much people would change from that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even just about books. That's just my avenue. I mean, it could be anything. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a... If if they just stop focusing on this negative energy to shut people down and focus on what they wanted to do and actually boost themselves up, they'd probably do it. And there'd probably be way more successful people in the world. But that's why, you know, there's certain celebrities. There's only certain people who are super popular because they focus on themselves. And Yeah, they don't listen to the hate. Yeah. It's just like with my book reviews, I get people who hate my book. They think it's terrible. They think, like, I've heard uh, it's my my book's toxic. And, and I'm just like. If you don't like it, don't read it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, They'll come on my page to tell me they didn't like it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Well, there's a bunch of people that do, so that's all I care about. Yeah, that's uh, it's one of those things I don't quite understand. But... I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I. I don't want to understand because I feel like if I focus too much time on that, then. You know, it'll take away from what I'm actually trying to do. And yeah, I just focus on the people who love my book. I don't even care about the people who don't because what do they matter? Right. They're not going to keep reading and they might just so they could talk shit. But <laughs> yeah, well, you know, one of my favorite things for haters is, uh, you know, uh, just just let them know that they're they're that they're care enough you know, basically, thanks, thanks for caring enough to, uh, you know, spend all of your time on me. Because that's yeah. what they're doing. Whether it's negative or positive, all you're doing is wasting all of your time and energy on me. So, obviously, I mean something to you, and I'm pretty important, so I appreciate it. You know, I tell a lot of haters that, and they, they don't really know how to respond. Sometimes they become fans. Sometimes they get more mad and try to find dirt or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. <clears throat> it's fine. Thanks for being a fan. 
Because that's <laughs> legit what they are. They're a fan, a negative fan, but they're still a fan. Because if you're going to spend that much time and energy on trying to bring someone down, <clears throat> you know, like, like you obviously, I mean, if, if it affects, you know, the country or the world, maybe it's a little different, you know, but like, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but if it's just, you know, an author or, or your favorite TikTok or whatever, if you're going to spend that much time and energy to bring someone down, you're probably a little bit of fan and you're maybe a little jealousies popping through like, oh, well, I'm going to try to tear them down because I couldn't do it. You know, it, there is it, a lot of jealousy <clears throat> and envy. Oh, yeah. That's that's what it all is, though. That's what I keep in my mind, though. And a lot of the haters are just like, oh, well, you know, you're a fan. Thanks for spending time and energy to comment. I know it takes a lot of time out of your day and a lot of research by it, but appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I just laugh at most of it. Like, well, me too. Know. Me too. Like but. this one girl, like, oh, you, who even likes this stuff? You need therapy. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your input there. Well, we'll definitely keep that on the back. I like it's a book. It's a. <clears throat> It's fiction. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I think that was, uh, you know, pretty good right now. I think, feel like we got a lot of the information from the listeners. Any last words you kind of want to say to people that are listening, either from your book? Um, again, I will promote it out there. So if you have not heard of it and you're a fan of books, Go check it out. A fantasy romance novel. Again, it's Bow Before the Elf Queen. You can find it on Amazon. Been in the top 20 bestseller. Not a big deal. But yeah, check it out. Uh, second book on the way. October 26th drop. And what is the title for that one, Joe? That was Long Live the Elf Queen. Long Live the Elf Queen. So yeah, make sure you uh, scoop that up as well. Um, October 26th dropping on Amazon as well but anything else you know you want to say to the people out there whether it's about your book or about your mindset or about you know something that you want them to hear um I don't know we've covered quite a bit but <laughs> yeah for sure for sure <laughs> just I don't know like if you believe it it changes everything it changed everything for me because I used to didn't think it was possible and then I started believing it was possible, and then it was. Yeah, well, follow your dreams and, you know, <clears throat> live and prove you right here. You got to work hard, but. Yeah. You know, faith of that works is dead. So, yeah, follow it. I mean, she's made it. She, you know, she's she's on her way and made it up there, and she's doing her second book, about to double up, you know, on, on her mindset and uh, her profits on her book. She's about to double up on this next one, make it even bigger, hitting that one million mark. Keep your tune on that. And I'm uh, on my journey still. So, you know, we're just keep busting ass and keep grinding until we make it. Yep. So, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time.